Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck is going to continue his message, which is titled, The Love Movement Continued. This is a part of a broader series of love movement messages in which Pastor Chuck will communicate to us the different ways which love is vital in the life of a believer. The text for this message can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them there right now as we jump in with Pastor Chuck. We begin to look at the five W's and the one H, as they say. Who, what, where, when, why, and how to help us understand not only how we are to love God completely, but to understand love in and of itself. And so we moved in this understanding, what is love? Biblically speaking, what is love? The Bible is our source for all things. It is the truth. It is infallible. It is inerrant. This God, this word is living and is active. It's sharpened it into a sword. It trains us up in righteousness. It reproves us. It, it corrects us. It trains us up in righteousness so the man and woman of God may be equipped for every good work. And so we looked at the first W, if you will, for us. What is love? Biblically speaking, we looked at this from six different angles. Number one, love is the divine person. We looked at John uh, chapter four, verses 15 through 16 on this. Whoever confesses that Jesus is son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and believe that the love of God, the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God's abide in him. Not going to explain this. Just going to give you the passage of scripture. You can go back and listen to part one. If you want to dive into this a little bit deeper, letter B of what is love is love has a divine purpose. Love is the divine person. God is love. Love has a divine purpose for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Let us see. Love has divine produce. Divine produce. First Corinthians 13, the famous love passage. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So this is what love, God's love in us should be producing. Letter D of what is love. Love has divine protection. First Peter four verse eight above all keeping loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins that word cover also means protection God's love protects us from us even when we sin and fall short of the glory of God his love still covers and protects us and so therefore he's merciful to uh, unto us and he doesn't deal with us as our sins deserve nor does he repay us according to our iniquity letter e of what is love? Love is the divine people. Love is the divine people. John 13, 34 through 35, and a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. That's one of the key distinctives that people will know that you are a Christian, that you are 
Christ-like, that you are a follower of Jesus. So when we use that language, walking with him, that's Jesus. You are a follower of Jesus. You are a disciple, one who desires to be a disciplined believer. This is one of the ways that the world will know how that we are his disciples. Watch this, not by how we love, listen, those in our community, although that is important. What Jesus is mentioning here is how the church people love the church people, how the Christians love other Christians, how disciples love other disciples, how the children of God love other children of God. We dove into that a little bit deeper on last week. Go back to that and see that because out of that, this is a value statement that we have here at Rebuild that says this, love is not just our mission. It is also our identity. It's not just what we're striving to do for the Lord. This should be our identity. This should be our lifestyle. This is our way of living and love should be uh, uh, deeply embedded in the way of giving for us as believers. Letter F of what is love? Love is the divine power. So we saw that love is the divine person. Love has a divine purpose. Love has divine produce. Love has divine protection. Love is the divine people. And lastly, love is the divine power. Again, we're looking at what is love from a biblical perspective. Romans 8, verse 37 through 39. Nay, know in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. There's power there. There's victory there. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation would be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Do you hear that power that's there? That's nothing can pluck you out of his hand. There's nothing that you can do that you can just relinquish the love of God. He says, if you are in him, you have received this gift of salvation. Your heart has been converted over. He says, there's nothing. Your heart is now in my hand. Your, your whole being, your whole nature is now in my hand. And in my hand, the most powerful hand that ever existed. You are in my hand. I will never let you go. I'll never leave or forsake you. Somebody need to shout right there and say, God, I thank you that you'll never let me go. Somebody need to tap it in a, in a chat comment and a, God, I thank you that I, when I wanted to go, your love pulled me back. God, when I, when I thought the best option was to go elsewhere or to trust elsewhere or to, or to uh, uh, be undergirded elsewhere, your love never let me go. As we sing, your love never fails. It never gives out. It never runs out on me. His love is upholding us. His love is holding us. His love is keeping us. His love is sustaining us. His love is giving us peace of mind. His love is giving us hope. It's giving us strength. His love never fails. It never never gives up. It never runs out on us. And nay, through his love, we are more than conquerors. Somebody need to chat right now and say, I got the victory because of this passage. I know I have victory in Jesus name. And so family, we want to look at that. We want to, we want to rest in that. We want to hope in that. And we want to sing with the little Bill's choir says, yes, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me. So little ones to him belong. They are weak, but my God is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. And then we looked at to whom number three. This is the last point of where we stopped on last week. Number three to whom is love directed. So there's a who there. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 through 5 reads, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And so the first thing that we looked at to see was that 
love is directed to us. I mean, first, excuse me. That's the second part. That's letter B here. I'm sorry. I'm getting all the good fast here. Letter A is to the Lord, our God, to whom is love directed first and foremost is directed to him, God himself. And he lets us know in here that the Lord is the supreme one. He's not a knockoff God. He is the real deal. He is the supreme and the premium product. It doesn't get better than him. It could never get better than him. It will never get better than him. He is the eternal, loving, all-sufficient, all-powerful, sovereign God of the entire universe. And so he says that love is to be directed towards our God. And so then it also says that this love should be directed to oneself. If we go back to the Matthew passage, we see that he says that we should love your neighbor as you love yourself. So as that love from God flows into us again, it begins to help to shape us and mold us. And that love should be able to give us, Lord God, clear um, tools and resources through his love by which we're able to love ourselves correctly. We'll see that a little bit longer on next week. But this is why our Bible studies are so important, because as you get to know his love, as you get to rest in his love, as you get to be uh, overwhelmed in a positive way by his love, you'll begin to understand who you are and whose you are, and you'll begin to love yourself correctly. And we have to know this because it's extremely vital for us to be able to do letter C of number three, to be able to love others. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And so as we learn how to love ourselves correctly, then we'll be able to love our neighbors compassionately. And the Deuteronomy passage is talked about uh, passing this down to our children, to our sons, to your son's sons and your son's son's sons, to your children, to the next generation. So I don't want you to hear this just from the lens of, well, I'm not uh, uh, only for parents. This is not exclusive to parents. This is also to all believers, especially us adults. You have a niece. You have a nephew if you're not a parent. You have a, a, a neighbor's child or a friend's child that you have a bond with, that you have a relationship with, and your uh, a display uh, uh, of God's love in your life and how you display that love back to him will draw others into saying, oh, I need to know this, Jesus. Jesus, what must I do to be saved? How do I get to know this love that you have come to be a part of? And so that leads us to the first part, which is number four for us today. How is one to love? How is one to love? Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 reads, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. He tells us right in the text how we are to do it with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. So listen, here's the first one. We're going to break this down. Loving the Lord with all your heart simply means or or simply stated can mean your will to love. With all your heart, your will to love. This verse simply says all of you. Every fiber of your being, love the Lord your God, starts here with the heart. I love what Proverbs 4 verse 23 says about this. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it, from it flows the springs of life. The Christian Standard Bible version says it this way. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. The Lord has Put his, his love in your heart so that life can flow from it. 
Somebody put your hand on your heart just right here in this moment. Touch it right now. Do you feel it beating? Just slow yourself down. You might want to breathe and just inhale, exhale. Life. Your heart pumps blood through your veins to every area of your body. And what that does, it is putting, uh, it is pumping life throughout your whole body. And in like manner, when we get into God's word, when we're in fellowship with the saints of God, when we are intaking the, the songs of the Lord, the hymns and the spiritual songs that cause us to look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, when we make decisions to keep our mind stayed on him so he can keep us in perfect peace, when we make decisions to remember God's promises, to begin to recite them in adverse situations and moments, Moments, what we are doing is now we're allowing life to flow through us. One pastor says when life cuts you, you should be able to bleed God's word and your heart should be pumping the life of God, not only through your body, but then it should also be pumping out onto others. Again, we'll talk about others soon. Hold that, put a pin there, but out of it, guard your heart, guard your heart because it is the source of life. It flows life. And so in order that your input determines your output. And so life in means life out. And so Jesus, the apostle Peter said that he is the author of life. And so the more we spend time with him, the more we get to know him, the more we ask him questions about him and how these things apply to our lives, the more life gets put into us, the more life flows out out of us. This is extremely important. Uh, Luke 6 45 says the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks our input. My brothers and sisters determines output. Somebody say it simply input determines output. Love in means love out. Hope in means hope out. Trust in means trust out. Joy in means joy out. Uh, uh, whatever strength in, strength out. You get all of this from the source, source of life, Christ Jesus, our Lord. And when you put that into you, it will naturally flow out of you. So I love the Lord God with all my heart when I think he's not hearing me, but I call to my mind according to, to lamentations that his steadfast love never ceases. I call to my mind and remember in the scripture that it says he loves that hears the cries of his children. When I think my God is saying no to me, to any request that I make when I wanted a yes, but God said, no, I have called to my mind. Psalm 18 verse 30 for this God, his way is perfect. And I call back to Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that he thinks towards me are good and not of evil. And I remember that God's no, or I put myself in a position to know at that point that God's no is as equal of a blessing as his yes, because he is the eternal wise King. He is the omniscient God. He is all knowing. And he said out of that, I know the plans I have for you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you and somebody should begin to rejoice or maybe begin to celebrate. God, I thank you for the nose of my life. Oh, hallelujah. There's some things that you need to be putting on your dancing shoes right now and thanking the Lord that he said no and he didn't say yes to that thing. 
Oh, that's a praise moment right now. Can we just stop for just one second? Can we tell the Lord, thank you for the no's that he has given us? Oh, we always rejoice and we say, yes, God, say yes to this. And yes, the scripture is true. All the promises of Christ Jesus are yes and amen. But some of those promises, because he knows what's best for us, that we weren't ready to receive them. God said, no, no right now. No, 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 no. I just, I just had that little moment, that reflective moment to know that God's love for us will sometimes say no because he knows what's best for us. And so is there anything that we look to for fulfillment, spend a great time, a deal of our time investing in, focusing on, relying on, and putting all of our trust in outside of the Lord our God? When we think about loving him with all of our hearts, is there anything that we're looking to for more fulfillment? Anything that we're choosing to to tell our hearts to focus on or to rely on or to put trust in outside of the Lord, our God. And if that is the case, those things need to be brought down because placing our love and affection in those things will always fail us in Christ alone. Our hope is found. He is our light, our strength, our song, this cornerstone. That is who he is. So he is there with us through the fiercest drought and storm. Why heights of love? What depths? It just goes on. I love that hymn. And so I just want you to know in Christ alone, our hope is found. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message, which is titled, The Love Movement Continued.